Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Basic Witch. As always, I'm Cassie. How is it going? You guys having an amazing day? I really hope so. I hope you're having a fucking awesome day, awesome time. And I hope the weather's just fucking perfect temp that you love and the, the sun is where you love it to be. Up, down, out, behind clouds. Whatever makes your dark little heart happy is what I hope it is right now because my dark little heart is sad it is very very sad I'm gonna try not to be emotional as I talk about this um this doesn't affect any of this stuff or any of you guys but it affects me in a big way um emotionally um god I'm gonna fucking be such a baby about this um one of my co-workers my assistant manager is just leaving she got offered a lot more money to go back to a job that she used to, to love. And the timing of everything, I, I literally cannot blame her. I told her to go. I told her it's, it's time. Um, I'm really excited for her. I'm really happy for her to not have to deal with the stress of the store anymore. And I have to uh, deal with all of that anymore. And this shit-ass fucking company. But I feel like I'm losing. I mean, I feel like I'm losing my best friend, and it's fucking hard. She's still gonna stay part-time on, but she's the one I count on for everything. I mean, she's as close to me as Travis is, so... It's really hard. And I'm not gonna be far behind. I'm going to. It's time for me to go. Um... Unfortunately, just the way things are working out, I won't be able to, to leave until after the first of the year. I've got too much to take care of before I can go. Um, I, I, insurance is the number one thing. I have to have insurance. My insurance through Kirk is fucking amazing. Uh, Travis's insurance is trash. That's why we switched to mine. But unfortunately, with um, me leaving, we're going to have to go back to his and that's a real bummer, but I, that's why I have to wait till the first year, because I have to have insurance, so, um, we just have a lot of medical stuff, and it's something I'm not willing to take that risk of not having, um, just not something I want to not have, so, yeah, so, um, I'm a little bit of an emotional mess today, but we're gonna go ahead and power through, because that's what we do, I wish her nothing but the best, and she's still gonna be around, she's just not gonna be the same, you know, which, in long run is going to put a lot more work on me because it's going to take two people to be able to do her job uh, the same as with me it's going to take two or three people to do my job so uh, I'm not really sure what exactly I'm going to do for these last few months as I uh, make my way to the end but yeah so if you guys notice a little sadness or a little you know catching my throat or clutching my throat, whatever it is, uh, that's fine, I'm a little down, but it's fine, um, it'll be good, so, so you probably noticed by the title of this episode, we are going back into tarot, I have gotten a lot of, a lot, a lot of requests for tarot episodes, I'm like, I've already done tarot, like, we've already been over all of that, I don't know what more I can talk about, and so, 
I was like, I'm going to go back and check because I'm positive I fucking did episodes of tarot. And I went back to season one and I was like, wanted to die of embarrassment because wow, um, I was so stiff and so just weird as fuck. In those. It's just cringe. It's so cringe to listen to me back then because I was so worried. Like I remember season one, I was so worried about offending anybody or anybody just feeling like any kind of way other than enjoyment out of what I was doing and I remember just wanting to make them short because I don't want to bore people I remember just wanting to get out information and not make it too much where people thought it was too complicated and they didn't want to listen or make it too simple where people thought that it was pointless or anything they can use and I remember trying to find that middle ground but Jesus fuck that was embarrassingly bad so we are going to uh, do a deep dish dive into tarot. We're going to redo it. Better, bigger, deeper. Um, so if you want the basics, the things I said back then, you can go back. There are three episodes in season one. It's going to take you all of about 40 minutes to listen to all three episodes because um, they were short as fuck. And a lot of it was talking about me. It just started back at Dollar General at the time. So my time was very limited then somehow more than it is now or about the same honestly but so we are getting into the actual cards the individual cards the meanings keywords little phrases things that you can do to help you remember each card and just kind of have a little talk about all of that i remember when i first got into tarot i was so fucking confused because i thought everything was literal everything was literal and it had one meaning and that was it and that's exactly what it was and it didn't make sense because I'm like this doesn't fucking fit into this reading but that's the card that keeps coming up and it wasn't until I just let my fucking mind go I let go of all my preconceived notions of everything being literal and things actually being like figurative or metaphorical or something different letting my gut take charge and letting my mind be blank and be an open canvas to interpret the cards based on the situation so I I really think it's important that if you are doing tarot and this is your first time um, the most important thing I could tell anybody doing tarot starting out is to let the cards speak to you go in with an open mind don't try to fit the card into um, what you want it to be, the card is going to tell you what it is. It's going to fit in. And there's going to be times where it's not going to make sense right away. And later on, it may come to you. I've had a reading where I've done it. I'm like, that makes no fucking sense. And I'm like, explain to the person. I'm like, the cards just aren't cooperating right now. Like, We'll do a reading. We'll give it a little bit and try again. And then it'll be like a day or two later. And I'm like, motherfucker that makes so much fucking sense like I just didn't let my brain fully function to think of what it was or clear my mind enough to let it come to me and that's one thing that we really get hung up on when it comes to tarot is we have preconceived notions that everything should be black and white and that's just because that's what the world has done to us the world has made us believe that everything is black and white when there's so much fucking gray out there and that's where you're going to find a lot of a lot of answers in tarot is in the gray. So keep an open mind when interpreting the cards. Trust your gut. Your gut will not let you down. Your first instinct is right. 
Um, just trust yourself. You are amazing. You can do this. You have all the tools you need already inside of you. You literally have every bit of that. You just have to trust yourself. And I know that's hard because uh, we can tell other people to trust their guts and to listen to themselves, but we just don't always follow our own advice, <laughs> especially me. I'm pretty sure I remember telling you guys, because <laughs> I didn't back then, I didn't let people touch my card. I wouldn't let them, literally wouldn't even let them cut the fucking deck most of the time. I did not want anybody to touch my card. So when I touched my decks, they were mine, they were sacred. No. I don't know why I had such a fucking hang up on that. I was so worried about people's negativity and stuff getting on there. And there's some people I won't let touch my decks. Um, there's people that you can just feel their their energy right away. And you know that that's energy you don't want on your deck of cards. That's energy you want to keep as far fucking away as possible from your deck. Because you don't want to fucking get on there and not hear cleanse the shit. No. You want to keep that shit away. And that's fine. You have every right to deny anybody to touch your deck. It's your deck. And, you know, there's no wrong way to be a witch. So if you want everybody and their brother to touch your cards, let them. If you don't, don't. It's up to you. All cards are open to interpretation. Um, they're, I'm going to give, we're going to go over this and we're going to talk about like the basic generic meanings, the keywords, keywords, the buzzwords for each card. But it's really important to understand that we need to keep an open mind because it can fit in two different situations and scenarios based on the question, the reading, the layout, whatever it is, everything can adapt and flow. There's a lot of flowing going on with tarot because they play off of each other. Um, we, uh, we had talked before about your deck when you get one kind of interviewing your deck and getting to know it I still sleep with a new deck every time I get one I sleep with a new deck under my pillow uh, in my bed somewhere there's <laughs> every time I get a new deck there's a new deck in my bed for quite a while and uh, it's kind of funny because we forget to take it out and Lee Travis was making my side bed one day and he's like why the fuck are there tarot cards in the bed and it's like just just don't don't ask questions babe or we're beyond question asking at this point so I mean he knows he just kind of forgets sometimes but uh, I've even forgot they were in there it's like I've got up early and I didn't get a chance to to pull that deck and you know did my one card pull with another deck and I came home I'm like where the fuck are my cards I stole my fucking tarot cards they're missing and I'm like oh no wait they're in bed with this so you know uh, options for storage I have these nice leather cases now that I have for my cards. Uh, my mom actually got me the same one two years in a row for Christmas. So I have two. Um, so I keep them in there. But for my main deck, for the deck I use every day, my very worn out, beautiful deck that I love so much. Other decks I will either keep in the box or I will wrap them in a cloth. When I first get them, I always wrap them in a cloth. Uh, put a significant color that really means a lot to me. Normally it's always red because that is the color that just screams love, both platonic and family and romantic and all things. And love is one of the most important things to me. Um, I think it's the most important thing to me, honestly. Love and peace. And you can't really have peace if you don't have love. And I don't mean like love 
you don't have to have like be in love with somebody to have peace, but you have to love yourself to have true peace. I hope that makes sense. So red love for me, that is my big go-to color. It will always be my big go-to color because it's just my thing. I also do like um, a light blue for tranquility. Um, I don't really do the white so much just because for some reason everything white that I own gets stained. Um, there can be a cup of Kool-Aid a mile down the road and I put a white shirt on. Somehow that fucking cup of Kool-Aid is going to splash on my white shirt. So that's why I just don't wear white. Uh, the best way to really get to know your deck and really get used to it is doing a one card pull every day. Just pull out one card every day. Practice, practice, practice. Ask yourself a question. Um, I always do what's what's the the general theme for the day. Do a one card pull. Sometimes I don't like it, but in the end it ends up making sense for the day. Sometimes I will also do the pull at the end of the day and see if it kind of matched how the day went or see if there's a message for me about like why the day was such fucking shit or today was a really fucking great day why what's up like what's happening what is the universe going to punish me with later kind of thing so um it, it really is just about you and your deck getting to really know each other and have a open line of communication. I know that sounds crazy because obviously it's an inanimate object, but it is also very full of power and magic. But the most important and most magical part of tarot is you. You bring the magic that the tarot cards need in order to basically become magic. They have their own energy, their own spark but it's our magic that we bring to the cards that really brings them alive and really gets them to make sense and complete the whole reading all together so um no two readings will ever be exactly the same because you're gonna have even if it's the same cards in there it's gonna be different layout it's gonna be like different position but it's gonna have different meanings because the question or the reasoning or the person or whatever is gonna be different so the, um, the card that you draw and one may have a, a profound meaning for that one reading and then in the next reading it may be more of like a supporting card if that you'll you'll understand when, you know once we get going about more with readings and stuff but you'll you'll see how there's a big difference with the way they play out based on question based on layout based on the person in general and you and there's just so many factors and that's why tarot is just so open to interpretation and the reader and the person that you're reading for have to really have open minds about everything in order to really fully interpret it and understand completely what is happening what's being said what's going on all of all of the wonderful things that so today, um, because this is going to be a long episode, I was going to break it into two, but I think it's just better to do it all in one. Today we're focusing on cards and card meanings, the deck itself, and then uh, later we will do another episode where I go back and basically redo the first three about layouts and explaining different things. Um, really, the best, the way that I learned the most was I found some spreads uh, in a book. <laughs> This was back before the internet was like a big thing. Um, and then in the 
and I, and I made my own spuzzle all the way too because it's so easy just to kind of come up with your own set you just have to open your mind be creative let your creative juices flow just start slapping down cards and, and assigning them things as you go and you just gotta let your intuition guide you you gotta let your gut guide you I know it sounds a little crazy but honestly that's how a lot of these layouts come about anyway the ones that you're gonna find online or in the books is because someone has just let their they let their creativity fly let their their mind go their their imagination is running amok and they are just bam and it just comes to fruition I always do a reading on New Year's Day of what the year will bring. Um, they're so fucking scary accurate sometimes that I really hate doing them sometimes because I see bad stuff and I don't want to tell my family, hey, there's some bad times coming or this is not going to be good or there's going to be a death coming or something. I I don't like giving bad news with tarot and a lot of people don't like giving bad news with tarot but sometimes you can't you can't uh, hide it you can't ignore it because number one people are going to see the cards and for the most part people can tell by the illustrations on the cards if it's good or bad a lot of people that are going to come to you already have a general idea about tarot so they're going to see oh the death card that's bad I mean that's just common sense but you're gonna have more people just see it and they know that it's bad and there's gonna be times where you can't hide your expression you can't hide your your reaction because it's strong and you feel that energy you just gotta let it out and let it go I try to break it in easy ways and make people comfortable I don't want anybody to be uncomfortable in a read form when I have to tell them bad news, but at the same time, you can't just sugarcoat everything either because it's not fair to give somebody an inaccurate reading because you don't want to give them bad uh, information. So, it is, uh, it is what it is as far as that goes. But practice, um, practice them with friends and family. You can do readings about other things, things you don't really know a whole lot about them or just random situations that they want to know more about or or the future kind of things and this is something that you're not kind of a big bias on because you're not asking like the past or the present kind of thing because you're it's all based off of different situations that you may not be a part of so it's going to make it a little easier to not be so biased a lot easier so the deck itself, let's get into it. There are 78 cards in a deck. Divided into two groups, the Major Arcana has 22 cards, and the Minor Arcana has 56 cards. The Minor Arcana is then divided into four suits of 14 cards each, and those contain the, um, sorry, cards one through 10, and then you have the four face cards. I'm sorry, one through nine, and then the four, yeah, one through ten, the four face cards, my brain is fucking tired, yeah, uh, and then the four face cards, you're gonna have a difference in some, some will call it different things, um, so the, the four suits are wands, which are the element fire, and they're masculine, cups, which is the element water, and it's feminine, swords, which is the element air, and 
masculine, and then coins is the element earth, which is feminine. But here's where you get into, depending upon your deck, it may call it other things. Uh, pentacles is often exchanged for coins in different decks. And one of my favorite decks, one that I will tell everybody about to learn, was a great learning deck, and I still love it. It is one of my backups that I go to all the time. The Wild Unknown Tarot deck by Kim Kranz. It is seriously my favorite. I love that deck so fucking much. I think it's just because it's... Out of all the decks I've had and all the decks that I have really tried to teach people how to use, that's the one that just really touched me in a a really strong way. Uh, My first ever deck was a very, very classic deck, uh, the one that you see everywhere, I didn't have a strong connection with it. I learned from it, but I didn't have like that super strong connection. And I think it's just because my mind was so different. I I have to be different. I know it sounds bad. I just didn't connect with it. And I don't know if that deck itself just had some like bad juju that's like that physical deck or the style of deck just didn't sit with me well or what but I just didn't have that connection that a lot of people have with their tarot cards especially the connection I have with with the uh the wild unknown I mean it's just a completely different vibe and it makes learning for newer people so much easier so it's a really great way for me to help other people learn when they when they have that deck as well I mean I really really did try to connect with the Rider White Diet. Or is it Rider White? Not Diet Deck. I think it's Rider White, right? I don't fucking know. Uh, but you guys know what I'm talking about. The, the, the classic deck. And I, I tried to connect with it and I just don't like it. But that's fine because we're all different. There's no wrong way to be a witch. So whatever works for me works for me. Whatever works for you works for you. And that's how it works. So again, this is going to be a supersized episode, so let's uh, let's just go ahead and, and get on into it here. Alright, so we're going to start with the Major Arcana, and the Major Arcana basically symbolizes big picture stuff like fate, uh, major lessons, things or events that are outside of our control, but will also help us grow. So these are the big cards. First we have Zero, the Fool. The, uh, it's ruled by, uh, sorry, that was so weird. I just saw this weird flash of light. Uh, it's ruled by Uranus and the element air. It's the take a chance card. It's here, buzzwords are spontaneity, innocence, new beginnings, fresh start, risk, take a chance, uh, new cycle, originality, fearlessness, fearlessness, travel, trickster, acting foolish. The second card is number one, uh, the Magician. It's ruled by Mercury. It's known as the Manifest Your Destiny card. It's about self-empowerment, action, talent, skill, magic, control, manifest, manifesting, tools, mastery, willpower, and focus. The High Priestess is ruled by the Moon. This is the Keep Your Third Eye Open card. It's about intuition, feminine wisdom, hidden knowledge, secrecy, initiation, receptivity, spirituality, 
inner world mystery, psychic wisdom, all things of that realm. The next card is the Priestess. It's ruled by Venus, and this is the You Rule card. It's about creation, nature, the mother, feminine power, abundance, fertility, pregnancy, marriage, receptability, pleasure, mothering, nurturing, giving birth, both literally and figuratively. Next, we have the Emperor, which is ruled by Aries. It's the Hoosier Daddy card. It's protection, stability, the father, order, structure, authority, power, boss, masculine, ownership, autonomy. Then we have the Hierophant. It's ruled by Taurus. It's the Seek Guidance card. Mentor, seeking knowledge, tradition, structure, teacher, counselor, religion, dogma, advice, the status quo, organization, conformity, rules, church, obedience, all things of <laughs> all things of uh, higher learning and you know uh, authority type figures. It's crazy how well that shit kind of comes together. Next, we have the lovers, which is ruled by Gemini, which is an heir. It is the love is the law card. Union, desire, joy, romance, partnership, love, choices, duality, opposites. The lovers card doesn't necessarily have to be just about romantic lovers. It can be about things. It can be about places. It can be about other people that's like a platonic love but it usually has to do with two people or two things or two of something hence why it's connected and ruled by Gemini the chariot it's ruled by cancer which is water it's the triumph awaits card it's about strong will triumph directed willpower control direction movement progress and vehicle Yes, it actually symbolizes an actual chariot vehicle in some ways. If you notice, some of these words, the keywords that are in, um, that we're using to describe these cards, don't all mean the exact same thing. And that's where the interpretation comes in. You have to be able to look at the spread, look at the question or the situation, whatever it is you're reading about. And when these cards come up, be able to put them into context for that situation or question or whatever the the issue at topic at hand is it's really just about your ability to interpret what's happening most decks you're going to have are going to have some type of pictorial pictorial on them that's going to give you hints it's going to give you clues it's going to give you some type of feeling when you look at that card that's going to trigger these kind of words for you the next card we have is the eight it's justice it's ruled by libra and air it is the follow the rules of law card it's about karma decisions equality rightness probity probity fuck probity fuck i don't my writing is just trash right there my bad Executive triumph of the desiring side, law, justice, fairness, truth, cause and effect. The justice card for me, when this pops up, I always think, okay, it's time for the truth to come out. It's time for 
shit to even out. It's time for karma is like literally the best way to explain this card, in all honesty. Number nine, we have the Hermit. It's ruled by Virgo, which is Earth, and it's the Alone Again card. It's about solitude, meditation, inner wisdom, inner peace, withdraw, quiet, teacher, guru, research, seeker, someone looking for answers and looking for answers within themselves most of the time. I just had to pause recording for like the loud ass fucking cars in a row. Jesus, that's a little bit uncalled for. Next, we have 10, the Wheel wheel of Fortune, sorry. This card is ruled by Jupiter. It's the what goes up must go down card. It's about destiny, change of course, good luck, change, turn of events, karma, movement, shift, improvement, fate. Kind of like the show, Wheel of Fortune. It's all the wonderful things coming, but it takes time. Number 11 is Strength, ruled by Leo. This is the You've Got This card. Mastery of emotion, strength, inner power, self-control, calm, taming, endure, willpower, growth. This is a really good card because it kind of, the name of the card just kind of gives itself there too. The strength that it takes for a lot of things, this card can have a variety of meanings. But they all mean the same thing. I hope that makes sense. It all comes down to strength, whether it be inner strength or outer strength or strength against other. It, it's just about strength. And I like when the cards mean what they say. It just makes it so much easier. It It's why a lot of people prefer to do other kinds of cards or other kinds of readings because a lot of people are like, oh, Tara, it's a lot of... Um, a lot of you know remembering and guessing and all of that and it's not if you just let the cards speak to you when you let the cards talk to you it's just a very peaceful and wonderful feeling where you feel connected to your higher self in a really amazing way moving on card 12 the 12 card 12 it's actually 13 but the 12 <laughs> Uh, the Hanging Man, ruled by Neptune. This is the Let It Go card. Let it go, let it go. So sorry, I just sang to you guys for like, oh my fucking god, don't ever do that again, Cassie. Sorry. This is about sacrifices, obviously letting go, faith, suspension, waiting, hang-ups, martyr, illusion, surrender. This is basically what it sounds like. You're just waiting. It's a waiting game. You're just... Stuck between rock and a hard spot, waiting it out to see what happens. You're in a standstill. You're at a hold up, a stagnant still moment of not sure what to do or can't make any moves until something else happens. But there's another card also that really kind of gives a little bit of that same feeling in different ways. And we'll get that here after a bit. The next card is the one that everybody freaks out when this fucking card comes up. Every fucking reading I've ever had, people are like, Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking die. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh my god, someone I love is gonna die. No, 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 no. Death card does not fucking mean death. Okay? Does not mean death. I mean, it 
scan, but it doesn't. <sighs> 13. Death. Ruled by Scorpio, by water, that it's over card. And this card is all about it's time for something to come to an end. That is the theme that needs to be remembered when we're talking about the death card. It's saying something needs to end. It's, it's time is over. It's done. It needs to be finished. Cut ties. Do what you gotta do. End that shit. It's done. Closure. Transformation. Endings. Transitioning. Release. Change. Severance. It's time to be done. This card came up for my son and one of his uh, relationships. And I'm like, kid, look. It's not. He said, mom, I know. I know exactly what that means. He knew which my kids know because they grew up with this, but he knew once that card came that it was the answer he was looking for. And honestly, if someone's asking you questions about their relationship and this card comes up, they already know. If someone's asking you if it's time to end it anyway, they already know it's time. They already know that answer, but this just kind of gives them that validation and a lot of times you're gonna have people come to you just for validation they already know the answer to what's happening they already know what they want to happen or what you know whatever it is they just need somebody to validate it to confirm it to make them feel like they're not crazy like like they're right which they are Um, and it's our job as readers for them to be honest with them and not sugarcoat shit and not like oh no you know that that doesn't mean that you guys should break up it just means that we're not giving dating advice we're not giving that advice unless that's something you want to do then go for it tits to you that's awesome if you have the credentials to be able to do that confidently or and by credentials i don't mean like your licensed therapist i mean you know the ins and outs of their shit well enough to know enough to make a serious educated statement on it i just help people understand what the cards say what the answers are according to the magic of the universe and the cards that are there based on their energy that has made me draw specific cards (coughs) and it's basically just confirming for them what they already know Nine times out of ten, when you read, do a reading for someone and it's stuff like this, they're not shocked because they already knew the answer. They already knew what was happening. They already knew it was time. They just needed someone to validate it for them. Moving on. Card number 14, Temperance. Ruled by Sagittarius, which is fire. This is the Seek the Middle Way card. This is about healing, renewal, moderation, balance, alchemy middle ground, patience, blending, harmony, guardian angel even. This is a card where it's kind of a um, a sign to not pick a side, not to choose one or the other, just to kind of hang tight in the middle, let things flow, let things cool, let things go, and just kind of be there. <laughs> hang tight right there and just, uh, just wait it out. Don't make any rash decisions. This is a time to really balance yourself out don't don't sway one way or the other just kind of hold up and see what what's happening sorry i mean like be right in your fucking ear number 15 the devil another card that people freak the fuck out when they see but once they hear the meaning they already 
know exactly why that card came up. This card is ruled by Capricorn, which is ruled by Earth. This is the Devils in the Details card. This card is referring to addiction, negativity, bondage, materialism, slavery, stuck, jealousy, deviance, excess. This is a card of something that has a hold on that person, the person you're reading for. It could be an actual human being. It could be an event. It could be a feeling. It could be a thing. It could be a lot of different options. But something has a hold on that person, a grip. It's not letting go. This is a sign it's time to seek some help. That may not be something that they can do by themselves. It may be something that they are going to need assistance with. Um, something that they need help to really get away from or to understand or to see. And some people will see that card, know that card, exactly why that card popped up. Nine times out of ten, they're going to know the exact reason and the actual thing behind the card. The whole straight up correlation for that card. And they're still going to play dumb and be like, oh yeah, I don't have any of that. I don't have any issues with any of that. At that point, they're not ready to get help. They're not ready to be helped. They're not ready to anything because they are not ready. And you can't make somebody be ready. Whether it be addiction, like drugs or alcohol or some other type of addiction. Or it be an actual person having a hold over them and a narcissist or something like that. If they're not ready to go nothing you can do is going to make them go they have to be ready and unfortunately it's sometimes it's a, a very hard battle a very hard battle 16 the tower ruled by mars this is the burn it down card it's about unexpected upheaval chaos disruption tearing down rebuilding uncertainty uh, blows enlightenment unexpected changes overthrowing revolution the tower is a card of holy shit the, the fucking script flipped everything's crazy everything's chaotic it's uh shit's happening it's time to go 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 nine times out of ten this is something that wasn't foreseen uh, this is a good warning card it's bad i mean it's never really a good sign for this card to come up uh, but it's also a um a sign for people sometimes it's nice for people to have that warning because they know what's coming and now it's fuck okay this is happening i need to i need to make you know some changes and shit and a lot of times we'll see this card come up in past readings or present because people are going through the shit that the tower has caused or is representing and they are in the mend so they've been through it or are currently dealing with it and they're looking for the goodness in the future to keep going so it uh it almost always for me and 90 percent of my readings the tower has shown up in the past or present category only a handful of times has it ever shown up in the future if i'm doing like a past present reading kind of reading so Number 17, the star is ruled by Aquarius, which is air. Hello. <laughs> it is the Hope Floats card. It's about hope, peace of mind, optimism, healing, balance, spirituality, health, well-being, 
peace, wishes, vulnerability, success, balance, renewal, just overall utopic nirvana. It's about all the wonderful things. And this is a really great card to see come up. This is something that people get excited when they see because a lot of people see the star and think wonderful thoughts and, and wonderful things. And that's great because we love that and we want that for everybody, unfortunately. Um, you know, not everybody gets to have that star card, but it is a really great card. I love when that star card comes up. 18, the moon, ruled by Pisces, which is water. This is the uh, who's afraid of the dark card. As much as I love the moon and prefer the moon over the sun over and over and over, I'd rather the sun card come up than the moon card. And here's why. It's about vivid dreams and fears, intuition, illusion, deception, darkness, reflection, fear, subconsciousness, uh, dreams, difficulty, nightmares, fears, imaginations. It's not good. It's about all the dark stuff coming, you know, that we've got to deal with. For me, when the moon card comes up, it has a lot of ties to shadow work. And I really think that the, uh, the, the difference between the sun and the moon are perfect examples in these cards as well, because the sun is the next card we're going to talk about, but it really is a great, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A great representation of the darkness that we see at night. You know, there's just a little bit of light because of the moon, and that is, uh, really what we've got going on here. It's about scary times, the bad things. Again, I really, I really tie this card a lot to uh, being a sign that shadow work needs to be done or something needs to be looked at in a deeper, darker way so we can find out what's really going on and get to the root of things. Next, 19 is the sun. Like I said, it's basically the complete opposite of the moon. It's ruled by, obviously, the sun and fire. It's the Happy Times card. It's about vitality, enlightenment, optimism, success, joy, birth, happiness, health, your inner child, energy, enthusiasm. It is about all the wonderful things that come from the light. All the greatness, all the beauty, all the things that the moon is. And so to me, this is how we feel after shadow work when we have all that lift gone, all that dread and, and all that badness that's been built up in there for, for reasons we didn't know are is all gone because we've done shadow work we've figured out what's happening and we have addressed it, fixed it and moved forward next we have card 20 and that is judgment ruled by Pluto it's the rise and shine card it is about forgiveness, rebirth ending uh, higher calling and announcements, judgment, transformation, reawakening, passage, renewal, shift, oneness. This is a card of basically you've made it through all the shit and now it's time to stand for and get rewarded for the shit you've done. It's time for good things to start happening, for, for big changes to come in and, and big, big, big life events that are going to really boost us up and help us grow a lot. And the final and the major arcana is 21, which is the world ruled by Saturn. This is considered the spiritual graduation card. 
It's about wholeness, completion, ending, success, travel, closure, graduation, universe, freedom, environment, rebirth. It's all about all the wonderful things going on. Uh, we've we've been through all the shit. We're doing much better. We're kind of getting ourselves into a better place where we're, we're moving on. We've been past that. It's basically graduating after shadow work. It's graduating after big, bad, horrible shit we've been through, and we are now on the upswing. We are at the top of the mountain. Things are going great, and it's a great card, and it's a wonderful card to see in someone's reading. Unless it's something where it's you're doing some kind of fucked up reading where it's past things I'll never get back kind of shit, and that's a card you don't want to see there, so... Let's go ahead and take a little break. Like I said, it's going to be a long episode. Um, I was going to divide it up into two, but I think it's just better just to do it all in one because it's easier to stay focused on it. So it'll be probably close to a two-hour episode. I'm really sorry if you don't like long episodes. You can break it up into smaller pieces. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. So let's go ahead and take a little break, and then we will visit the Minor Arcana when we come back. <laughs> Alright, so we're talking about the major, or nope, we're talking about the minor arcana. <sighs> There's four suits, like I said, with 14 cards per suit, and these cards symbolize more of our day-to-day activities, things, um, things we can control. It may be people, it might be influences or situations in our life, it could be a lot of things, but it's more of like a smaller scale, more of a more of an instant type deal whereas the major arcana was more of like a bigger longer type scale does that make sense when i say like bigger smaller more major more like you know yeah 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 like long term like more like big things big shit that's got to work on where this is like more like littler type shit i hope that makes sense i know so here's where it gets a little different depending on upon your deck it may call things differently like i said in the beginning uh, a lot of decks will call it coins a lot of decks will call it pentagrams uh the court cards is where we get into some some differences here there will be page knight queen and king those are the normal or the standard quote unquote but other decks may use things like daughter, son, mother, father. Um, in fact, my very fucking favorite, uh, The Wild Unknown, goes daughter, son, mother, father. It just depends on what deck you have as to what they call it. Again, it's all upon whatever, but it is all the same. It, different name, same card. Right? All right. We're going to start off with the wands. Wands. Wands are ruled by the element of fire, which is energy, activity, creativity, passion, freedom, <coughs> excuse me, power, love, vision, anger, strength, will, assertiveness, courage. If you want more information on the elements, it is back early on in this season. I don't know off the top of my head which week it was. I guess I should have numbered the actual 
episodes, so you can just look at, like, episode number 492, or maybe I'll go back and do that. Maybe I'll go back and edit the names of all of the episodes so they'll have, like, a number, so it's so much easier for you to, to find it. I don't know. We'll see. If I have time. We'll make time. It's all about you guys. You guys are my top priority. Alright. So wands represent inspiration, creativity, uh, relating to our goals and ambitions, our hopes and dreams, uh, enterprises, work and passion. <coughs> Excuse me. A reading with a lot of wands indicates a situation is mostly in our head still and is not quite manifested into the external world. So we're going to start with the Ace of Wands. It's the thumbs up card. It's about expansion, inspiration, beginnings, um, creativity, ideas, offerings, birth, renewal, starts. The Two of Wands is the world is our is your oyster card. It's about determination, direction, success, plans, um, security, adventurous, adventurous positions, control, travel, and vision. The Three of Wands is the your ship is sailing in card. This is about envisioning the future, expansion, success, support, visions, ship sailing in, you know, is the type of the card. Opportunity coming, travel, adventurous position. I think I already said that. No, I did not. That was great. I said total deja vu. Oh, because it's also part of the two of ones. And you will see a lot of times in, in these suits, and like we do with the Major Arcana as well, there's going to be repeating keywords because they have similar meanings, but in a different way. Which will make sense when you're reading. It'll it'll all come together, I promise you. The more you practice, the more it's just going to be like second nature. And all this is just going to flow as you go. And don't be afraid when you're learning to pull your book out or your pamphlet or your paper or look the cards up. Just know that it's okay and that's how we learn. Four of Wands, the Celebrate Good Times card. It's about completion, celebration, victory, harmony, happiness, celebration, homecoming. I said celebration twice. Um, <laughs> home, ceremony, and parties. The Five of Wands is the... Uh... All right, we got a honk that time. The Five of Wands is the uh, Let the Games Be In card. It's about scattered, lost, lack of focus, competition, opposition, conflict, aggression, change, power struggle, uh, rivalries, assertiveness, bullies, kind of like a dog-eat-dog mentality. Six of Wands is the You're the Winner card. It's victory, success, rising up, triumph, leadership, win, winning, advancement, achievement, support, the finish line. My notes. When they say they're gonna switch all my notes and just put them all on the computer so you guys don't have to listen to me actually turn fucking pages. Seven of Wands is the Stand Your Ground card. It's about courage, inner strength, challenge, struggle, defense, battles, standing, overwhelming, assertiveness, boundaries, bullies, resistance. Eight of Wands is the Going the Distance card. Sudden movement or change, travel, news, speed, swiftness, movement, moving, warp speed, fast, go, 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 
The Nine of Wands is a watch back card. It's about strength, stamina, confidence, defense, preparation, completion, paranoia, protection, boundaries, distrust. Ten of Wands. Being weighed down with too many responsibilities card. It's about burdens, blockage, difficulty, oppression, heaviness, hard working, hard work, sorry, weight, responsibilities, duties. Now we're going to get into the court cards. Now the court cards usually represent people versus, um, I'm sorry, people or versions of people, of the person you're reading for. So these cards can actually like represent actual people in the person's life, or it could represent different versions of themselves. This is where it gets a little tricky because if you are reading this and some, you know, you say, you know, a masculine figure is blah, 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 blah. People might be like, oh, no, there's not a man in my life that's like that. And there, this is just all full malarkey, blah, blah, blah. You're going to get people who are just ready to, to gotcha and call you a fake and a fraud and all that shit because they're not thinking in the moment. They're not letting it sink in. And then later they'll realize, oh, shit. That was about me. Like that was this side of me. That was this. And some people will be honest with you and tell you, oh yeah, I was totally wrong. Like it totally makes sense. And some people will just be like, nope, you're wrong. You're wrong. I'm right. And they can go fuck themselves. Straight up. <clears throat> There's nothing I hate more than when you do a reading for someone and you know for a fact that your shit is right. And they're like, nope, that's not right at all. That's wrong. You're not real. Shut the fuck up. Why'd you come to me and then if I'm not real? Okay, okay. I'm not trying to be a dick, but it never fails. When you start doing readings for people, this will happen. You will have at least one person who's going to be a fucking asshole and be like, you're not, you don't know. That's not real. That doesn't relate to me. And it does. And you can see it because you can see that version of them right fucking there. You see that side of them right there. They're letting it show. But they will never admit it. So fuck them. These cards can be harder to interpret at first. Just have patience and keep an open mind. So the Wands family, the Page of Wands, or some may call the Daughter, is the fire starter. It's a visionary, passionate, new cre- sorry, new creative energy, messages, feisty, youth, creative seed, new passion, education, student, exciting news. Sorry, exciting news. I just said that really weird. Exciting news. I think it was a question. Uh, exciting news. Rebellious. A spark. A new creative beginning awaits. That's a great, great way to sum up that part. The Knight of Wands or Sun. The Fiery Prince Charming. Charming, adventurous, passion, motivation, mover and shaker, enthusiasm, fire, phallic, energy, lust, and action. The Queen of Wands or Mother is the keeper of the flame. She's attractive, domestic, vibrant, creative, passion, power, courage, fire, feminine power. This is a great example of qualities that may be in someone and therefore is a version of them inside of there. It's one part of them. And it could line up great with one of their fucking signs as well. We just did astrology. 
several episodes on astrology. This, these qualities of the court cards can really, really line up with one of their signs very well, or a version of them in some way, shape, or form, or it can straight up be a person they know that has an influence on their life, someone who makes an impact, someone who's close enough to really affect change within that person. Next is, and last in the Wands family, is the King of Wands, or the Father. This is the inspiring leader, charismatic, creative, mastery, passion, fiery, courage, power, bravado, leadership, and heart. <laughs> Next, we have Cups. Cups is ruled by the element of water, which is about emotions, intuition, receptivity, sensitivity. The suit of Cups represents our emotions, the quality of our relationships, our connections to others, love, friendship, and all between. If your reading has a lot of cups, it may indicate that the situation mostly involves the heart. Boy, oh boy, are you going to have a lot of those when you do readings. The biggest thing people will ask for a reading for is their love life. I have done, God, I think like maybe four or five um, school prom, after prom parties when reading for teenagers, and they all want to know about their love lives. All of them. I just want to be like, yo, you have plenty of time to figure out your love life. Work on loving you first. And I do tell them that. I always ask them, are you sure you want your love life? You want to talk about loving yourself first. You want to talk about your future, your your plans after after high school. You want to talk about anything else besides your love life. They always want to know about their love lives and I don't understand it I just was so over everybody at that age I was like fuck all this shit and that's actually when I found Travis because I was like fuck guys fuck everything I'm done <laughs> excuse me I'm gonna take some time to really fall in love with myself and then he came and I fell in love with him so all right ace of cups it's the love overflows card it's about lovers and loves and beginning and loves beginning and new love, new emotional beginnings, proposal, marriage, new relationships, rekindling offers, heart opening. A romantic offer awaits is a really great way to sum up this card. Something new is on the horizon. There's new love, but it doesn't necessarily have to be romantic love. This could be self-love this could be platonic it could be you know family member it could be friendship it could be baby even i you know new beginnings love love overflows love is awaiting this is uh always been one that really in certain situations will straight up signify to me oh no there's a baby on the way just how i feel two of cups the attraction factor Connection, love, romance, relationships, meetings, engagement, marriage, healing. Healing is always important. Three of Cups. Time to celebrate. Friendship, joy, bounty, celebration, support, party, gathering, fun, achievement, weddings, bridal or baby showers. Bridal or baby showers. 
Four of Cups. Boring. <sighs> this is greed, discontent, boredom, apathy, withdrawal, rejection, offerings, meditation. This is a card of time to contemplate and think and get over yourself kind of situation. Five of Cups. Grief for what is lost. So this is a sad side card. Whenever this card comes up, I just want to hang my head. Just a disappointing card. And the artwork is always disappointing too. So I just kind of add to it. But <coughs> excuse me, I have something in my throat today. It's about grief, disappointment, loss, hurt, sorrow, regret, depression. All around just emotionally yucky card. Six of Cups is a blast from the past card. This card will always, always, always remind me of my childhood Christmases. I don't know why, but for me, every time this card comes up in my readings, it reminds me of my childhood Christmas, walking in on Christmas morning, my dad with the damn camcorder out, my mom, you know, make sure that we wait till everybody's in there and, and the fire's going before anybody can come in and see what Santa left and all that shit. It's crazy, but... Excuse me. This is, again, blast from the past. It's about memories, childhood, joy, pleasures, nostalgia, friendships, meeting, gifts, security, romance, the past, reunion, and childlike memories. Seven of Cups. Dreaming and scheming. This card is about illusion, deception, daydreams, choices, fantasy, vision, hesitation, temptation. This card is really never a great card because it's more of a sign of, hey, look over here while I do this shit over here, making everything look all nice and pretty and beautiful here while I'm fucking you over over here. It's just what the card screams to me. Emotional torture, pain, really screams to me a narcissist because of somebody who is giving you the dreamy life when... They want something or when they want to and then pulling that rug out when they are done they've got what they want. Eight of Cups. Time for a change. Stagnation, ill health, leaving, moving on, retreat, abandonment, travel, quest, solitary. Solo journey, withdraw. This card is about as good a sign you can get that you need a change. It's time to Pack up, go, it's time for something to be different immediately. Nine of Cups, wishes fulfilled, bliss, harmony, wishes granted, indulgence, satisfaction, pleasure, plenty, happiness, wealth, comfort, security, great card, just the name says it all, wishes fulfilled, great card. Keep in mind these names are not just the exact names of the cards they came from a lot of different places actually and they're names that I've, I've kind of learned over the years from different things and different readings and different um, deck information and put together and some of them are different for different ones but I just kind of made them all into one kind of took from different ones to make them into this list because this is what works for me again what works for me may not work for you you may find yourself calling it a different card because it's easier for you to remember that card and its attributes that way. So again, everybody is going to be different on how they are able to put it all together. 
Next, the Ten of Cups. Life is looking good. It's about radiating energy, happiness, happy endings, completion, support, family, celebration, quote-unquote, the good life, home, security, unity, harmony. And move on to the Page of Cups. New love, creative, emotional. Oh, I guess I didn't. I didn't give a name to this one. Huh? New love, creative, emotional, romantic, artistic, love, message. Message from the heart, intuition, well-loved child, fresh emotional start, infatuation. So the Page of Cups is more feminine, and it's more of just that giddiness of that that giddy schoolgirl, I guess is what I would call it. Giddy schoolgirl school love is, is kind of what I would call it. I just think of that. That's exactly what I think of when I think of that card. Even though it's more of a masculine, so maybe it's like more a schoolboy, but whatever. No, no. I was looking at night but saying that page, duh. No, it is feminine. I was like, wait a minute. I knew I was right. My brain is everywhere else. I'm telling you guys, I'm this whole <sighs> leaving and big changes coming. It's just got my my head, my heart, in eight million different places and different directions, and it's just difficult. So, I'm trying to keep myself busy so that I don't lose my shit. Moving on, the Knight of Cups, the romantic hero, artistic, introspective romance, chivalry. Prince Charming, leading with the heart, taking action on feelings, imagination, all the good goods. Queen of Cups, the intuitive, intuitive, that sounded weird. She's insightful, psychic, sensitive, emotional, kind, feminine, and empathic. They're going to say emphatic, empathic, caring. The King of Cups is the King of Love. Diplomatic, open-minded, love, compassion, mastery of emotions, uh, capacity for giving, generosity, creativity, paternal, deep-rooted insecurities. Not like insecurities, but like insecurities. Like all of our insecurities. Which a lot of people have. A lot of insecurities. And a lot of deep-rooted ones, too. And mine are poking out this week. Next, we're moving on to the suit of swords, ruled by the element air. Air is about communication, breath, life, learning, lightness, um, intelligence, knowledge, motion, thinking, imagination, creativity, harmony. Swords Swords represent action and intellect change, conflict, power, through mental process. If you have a reading with a lot of swords, it's usually going to indicate some type of turmoil or distress. It's going to have like a bit of a bad vibe to it. Why not? The Ace of Swords is the Truth is Your Weapon card. Truth, mental clarity, new thoughts, mental breakthroughs, aha moments, ideas, new mental stimulations, willpower, beginnings of conflict, and even surgery is represented here. 
The Two of Swords is the uh, weighted out card. This is what I was talking about earlier when I said we got another card that's kind of like the middle of the road, like the Temperance. This is the same kind of conceptual, only you're, you're forced here. You don't get to choose to, to find the middle, you're just stuck. You're blocked, it's got blocked vision, stalemate, making decisions, waiting, uh, solitude, balance, truce, contemplation. It's about being stuck in a spot you don't want to be and being forced to deal with shit you don't want to deal with. But you gotta do it. It's there. It's what it is. The universe is basically saying, deal with your shit now, get your shit together. So, three of swords is these. Why do I keep saying swords? Swords. Fuck, <coughs> oh, man. The big letdown card. Betrayal, heartbreak, turmoil, sorrow, separation, loss, disappointment, ending, divorce, hurt, pain, heart trouble, depression, lost as well. The Four of Swords, it's the uh, time to uh, rest or put it to rest card. It's about stillness, mental power, rest, recovery, meditation, planning, healing, solitude, retreat, contemplating. This, when this card comes up, it's a good indication it's time to slow your roll and make a plan. Give yourself time to relax from all the bullshit, time to heal, and then make a plan to take action and make some fucking changes. The Five of Swords is, uh... (laughs) The victory through defeat card. Not a good card at all. Not a good card. Self-destruction, war, hostility, dishonesty, severity, conquest, theft, victory, hurt. And victory is not good victory. Six of Swords is the smooth sailing ahead card. It's the hope at last, travel, transformation, Movement, change, journey, passage, moving on. You are in the middle of a transition card. Seven of Swords, the getting away with a card. Secrecy, self-interest, death, stealth, cunning. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Sneaky, dishonest, half-assed effort. Just kind of rip off. Not a good thing. Very, uh, shady, shady shit. The Eight of Swords. Not in control card. Trapped, powerless, restriction, limitation, stuck, bound, isolation, self-imposed, prisoner. Uh, At a standstill, surrounded by obstacles, victim card. Nine of Swords. Sleepless nights card. Dark visions, anguish, pain, worry, stress, backstabbing, depression, illness, life is getting under your skin, quote-unquote, mental problems, isolation, consumed by worry, difficult endings. Ten of Swords is the uh, stick a fork in it, it's fucking done card. This is a bad, 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 bad card. Rock bottom, ruin, melodrama, reading, treachery, pain, or I'm sorry, ending, <laughs> I was like reading, uh, melodrama ending, treachery, pain, defeat, new horizons, failure, undoing, betrayal, finality, misfortune, and relapse. 
it's not good. Just, it was a really shitty card all the way around to see it come, and it's just, this is a card that you see, when pe you see people's faces when they see that card, and it's just that instant, you see their heart drop, you see it just drop into their stomach, and that whole, you can feel them sigh, because they, they see that card, and they see the, the shittiness of it, the, the energy from it is insane. It's fucking weird. It's crazy. The Page of Swords is ready for action card. Honest, insightful, defense, truth, legal, sharp thinking, spirited and whip and willful child, new ideas, keen, sharp. I think I already said sharp. I said sharp thinking. My bad. Knight of Swords. The sharpshooter card. Forceful, determined, mental aggression, bold communication. Pushing forward, assertiveness, haste, truth teller, debate, mental challenge. Queen of Swords is the quote unquote killer queen card. Sharp, perceptive, intelligent, logic, thought leader, self sufficient, air, clear sight. She's on her shit. She knows her game. She's got the shit. The King of Swords. The head rules the heart card. Fair, analytical, leader, logic, clear-headed, intellectual, truth, mental sharpness. And finally, the coins or the pentacles, depending upon which deck you have, or there's other names as well. It's ruled by Earth, which represents stability and groundedness, practicality, uh, loyalty, moral, responsible, and nothing nothing caring and empathic what uh, oh nurturing caring empathic I was like what y'all I'm telling you what sometimes when I write these it's like really late when I'm I want to add like one more note to something and I like scribble and I forget that like I'm not recording it right away, so then my brain is like, wait a minute, what the fuck was that? And I can't read my own shorthand. It's my shorthand changes all the time, so. I appreciate that y'all bear with me a lot. It's, it's, uh, super, super, um, wonderful. And I really appreciate it. Suit of coins represents money, possessions, issues of home, money, cars, monies, uh, let me restart that part. The suit of coins represents money, possessions, issues of home, money, and career. Reflect upon our generosity and our greed, material goods, security, and our own values. If you have a reading with lots of coins or pentacles, whichever, it indicates the focus is more on material things, property, and money, or the home. The Ace of Coins is the uh, money, money, money card. It's about prosperous beginnings, new financial opportunities, maybe a new job, windfall, wealth, new path. Two of Coins is the, the juggler. It's about balance, change, financial decisions, juggling choices, options, balance. I think I said balance choice. I did. It's fine. Balancing your finances. See, I made it all work. 
Three of Coins is the Come Together Right Now card. It's about teamwork, determination, focus, apprentice, appreciation, collaboration, skills, creativity, creating, building, plans. This is a good card because anytime this card comes up, I always see a really good future for someone. I feel like that card has a great foundation because it describes a lot about the person and the way they think and the way they act and that they always are more for all instead of just out for one. And this makes you a better human being in general. Four of Coins is the Miser card. It's about possession, control, security, possessiveness, greed, stability, financial acumen, and protection. Not a fun card. And another shit fucking card. The Five of Coins. It's the pity party card. Sadness, worry, illness, loss, financial anxiety, hard times, codependence, limping along out in the cold, broke as fuck, desperation, poverty, consciousness, homeless. Six of Coins, Sharing is Caring card. It's about prosperity, growth, generosity, charity, sharing, giving, receiving, justice, begging, sharing the wealth, asking for help. This card can go either way, depending on the reading. It's a way of, again, really depending on the reading and the layout of the situation, but a card of not being ashamed to ask for assistance, for help, or, you know, Take, taking help or getting help but also about helping others when you can being able to help others even if it's a little bit helping someone else it's a good card seven of coins a watch pot never boils card periods of contemplation growth, waiting, effort pause, discipline, harvest hard labor stay focused, reward Rewards will come in due time. The Eight of Coins is a Whistle While You Work card. It's about craftsmanship, skill, apprentice, hard work, productivity, workaholic, learning new skills, working your ass off. It's, it's, uh, it's good, good. Nine of Coins, the Treat Yourself card. If you've ever seen Parks and it's happy, healthy, and home security, gratitude, wealth, comfort, leisure. Enjoy life's luxuries. Collect and enjoy the fruits of your labor. You put the work in, you've done the shit, now it's time to enjoy that shit. The Ten of Coins is the legacy. It's about fulfillment, abundance, wealth, security, family, legacy, reunion, building lasting financial security, financial jackpot or inheritance. The page of coins is the quote-unquote good student card. Responsible, kind, supportive, financial opportunities, new, no, sorry, news about, new, what? News about money, students, new financial seed, new ventures or raises, promotions or a new job, new ways of making money. The Knight of Coins is uh, Mr. Reliable. Loyal, quiet, dedicated, practical, methodical, stable, offering, 
respected and grounded effort, financial focus, sturdy, hardworking, rooted and respectful. Queen of Coins, Earth Mother card. Domestic, loving, patient, secure, dependable, practical, grounded, earthy, warm and down to earth, reliable, ready to lend a fucking hand. Yeah. The King of Coins is the uh, King Midas card. Steady, entrepreneurial, boss, authority, father, practical, secure, master of finances, hardworking, ambitious, practical, good provider. Serious, dependable energy. Those are all 78 fucking cards. It's all about your interpretation. It's all about how you see that card in relation to the question, the situation, the layout, the person, how they relate to the other cards in general. The energy that's going on, you'll be able to feel if you're on the right path. If you are, are you'll feel it. When it comes up and your first thought, you'll, you know, you feel that. If you're second guessing yourself, don't. Don't second guess yourself. Go with your first instinct. And really have fun with this. Um, there's so many different tips and tricks on learning these cards, but honestly, it's practice. Practice, practice is the biggest way to really learn and, and be able to understand the cards to have that that better interpretation of each one. All right, so I understand that that could have been a little complicated. It was a lot of information, a lot of keywords, a lot of buzzwords, a lot all at once. But did you notice a pattern? And if you've been reading tarot for a long time, you probably already know this pattern, and you're probably wondering why I didn't start with this pattern. I didn't start with this pattern because I thought it would be easier to get these words into your head first and kind of throw them in there, and because um, I'm a dick. (laughs) I'm not a dick, no. That's how I started. I didn't really get any easy tutorials. I didn't have anybody to teach me. I was self-taught. Uh, before internet was like a big thing and back then it was voodoo so there weren't a lot of options for uh, cards it was just pretty standard cards and it was very limited information I'm pretty sure that I had a nice little pamphlet that came with one of my first decks lost it right away teenage girl you know how that shit is so shit but I'm gonna break down this pattern for you that's going to help really make things a lot simpler. Because I'm sure you guys picked up on the pattern. So, the ones in basically every single suit all meant new beginnings. They all had some tie with new beginnings, fresh starts, um, things happening quickly. So, you know, you need to take action. That kind of situation. It, it's interesting how it all breaks down and becomes really all about numerology when you get down to it it's all about numerology and of course the um, my brain just totally did a, a total flip there for a second the twos the twos represent pairings and choices just like the number two two things together 
stuff, balancing options, making choices. It always has to do with pairings, tensions, decisions, back and forth things. Threes represent creating and connecting. The threes all have to do with relationships and, and connecting with others and grouping. So once you put the meaning of the suit with the number of the card, it makes it much easier to learn that way what they all are. So fours represent stability and security. Fives and stability and crisis. You notice that all the fives are bad cards. All the way around, fives were just not super great cards. They were bad. They're depressing. They're bums. It's just bad cards all the way around. And then sixes represent community and the new normal. It's about growing. It's about coming out of that time. It's about growing and learning from number fives and coming out of that and having a better a better future, a better outcome, a better new normal. Sevens represent reflection and assessment. Time to really look and take a deep look at things. Shadow work. Introspection. Just really taking time to think things through. Eights represent speed and power. Eights are always go, go, go. Gotta make something happen. Gotta gotta do some changes. Gotta make make choices. Always movement and personal power. Go, go, go. The nines. The nines represent solitude, independence, their personal insights and individual experiences. Things that you find when you're alone. A lot of a lot of individualness here when it comes to the nines. Tens represent completion, success. Tens are time of finalization, things being done, coming to an end, but overall wrap-up of things in a way, if you will. And if you look, the major arcana cards also kind of follow along with that as well. The card number that represents, so we don't have a zero, so the fool doesn't really count in there. Like one, the magician ties in with the same thing. Two, the high priest, all the same concept. So if you practice with numerology if you're better with that route of it go by the numbers and match it with the suit everybody is different everybody's going to learn differently but that is one of the best ways to loud car sorry one of the best ways for some people to really dive in and get their hands dirty is by just doing the numerology of it one's have this general meaning in this type of situation. So, want you know, if you, sorry, my brain is just, so you know, if it's going to be ones with cups, it's going to be love and new things and new love, new happiness, new joys. Uh, with pentacles or coins, it's about money and materialistic type things. So, new jobs, new investments, new income, new promotions, new opportunities, ones with swords, swords are all about, emo- or, um, yeah, my brain just totally flipped up there for a fucking second, 
sorry, my, I, all this talk about new opportunity and stuff and beginnings and jobs, it just got me emotional again thinking about all these changes coming up. I'm really sorry, I don't mean to be such a whiny little baby, but it's hard when you, you've been with somebody every day for like three years working with them side by side and you become very, very close to them. And then you know now that you're going to go from being together every fucking day, basically six days a week to maybe once or twice a month. It's really fucking hard. It's really hard. Um, sorry, I don't mean to be such a way, but back to the numerology of it. So sorry. So ones with swords. Swords are the suit of action, the suit of intellect, time to do something to actually make things happen. So if you put that ones with swords, you get new challenges, new problems. New is the key word for one. And action, situations, things to take care of. And then ones being the suit of inspiration and creativity and growth. New ideas, new projects, new inspirations, new ventures, new ideas. I think I already said ideas, but you get what I'm saying. It's it's very easy if you break it down that way. Some people learn better individual card by card. Some people learn better the numerolog- numerologic way. So, it's up to you what's best for you, how you find it to be the easiest to learn. I would highly recommend um, this chick. I don't remember her exact name. Uh, I think... I think the name of the video or her YouTube channel is The Simple Tarot. And she goes by numerology. So I think you could type in Simple Tarot Numerology. Um, I don't know if I can find her name or not here real quick. Let me look. I guess I could totally just pause it. She's blonde, if that helps. I don't know her name. Fennel Bell. Fennel Bell Wynn? I don't know if that's her name or not. I will try to find it and put it in the notes. She's got a great video on if it's still up. It's been three or four years ago since I've looked at it. But I do remember it's a fantastic video on numerology with tarot. And it's a very simple, basic start to it. So it's not something that's going to be so overwhelming. It's something that even the most novice, novice, We're just going to use the newest because I don't know which way to pronounce that. A tarot readers can understand and really feel a connection with. It's a really great video. It's one that I recommend a lot of people when they're starting out who are better with numbers and association like that. Some people get really overwhelmed when it comes to um, straight up doing tarot card by card. It is a lot. It can be very very intimidating, but it can also be a lot of fun to learn that way based off pictures. Again, it's all based on what's best for you. I can't tell you how to learn because I'm not you. I don't know what's going to be best for you. I have dyslexia and I have extreme ADHD. So my focus is either hyper-focus, dead on, or no focus at all, gone somewhere else. You guys have experienced both in today's episode, so um, it really, it's just what's best for you. Reach out if you have questions. 
um, in the group, especially the Facebook group. It's a great way for us to answer questions for everybody. You can submit an anonymous post if you don't want um, to share your name with it. And it may be a question. Don't ever feel like anything is a stupid question because it may be something that somebody else is wanting to ask to it. They also feel like they don't want, you know, have their name to it. We have the option for anonymous posts. We can put it on there and have a great conversation in the group. So don't forget to send me uh, stories to basicwitch2020 at gmail.com. Anything that has to do with uh, your coming out story, how you realized you're a witch, um, how you told people, anything like that, any uh, tips or tricks or any spells or any rituals or anything you want to share with anyone else that you want to do it on a massive level where all the listeners can hear. You can use your name. You can stay anonymous. Anything you want to share. I just want to start doing an episode a month where everybody's involved, where it's more about you guys. And we really have more of like a a really fun kind of, I think we could do a Q and A. If even if you just have questions, um, it can be about witchcraft. It can just be about, me in general it could be about anything. I don't give a shit. It could be about the living in a haunted house. It could be about anything at all. I just want to start doing an episode where uh, you guys are more involved and it's more about you guys as well. So that's it for today. I know this was a pretty long episode um, compared to some of the other ones. If you have any questions, like I said, reach out the basic witch 2020 at gmail.com. You can find me on TikTok. Cast, or no, yeah, TikTok is the Basic Witch 2020. You can find me on YouTube, Cassie the Basic Witch. There are all only uh, older videos right now until I get a new laptop, which I'm working on. You can find me on uh, Instagram, Cassie the Basic Witch. And of course, you can join our Facebook group if you want your content a week early and ad free, along with bonus content sign up to become a paid subscriber for 99 cents a month that's it that's all i've got hope you guys have an amazing day week month year whenever you're listening to this and yeah so have some fun with tarot guys it's gonna be great let your imagination run wild Let cards to you trust your fucking gut because there's no wrong way to be a witch that's it that's all i got i'm ready all right Let's be love you. Bye.